Hi, we're back with episode 22 of the Virtual Loss Podcast. My name is Robert, and unfortunately, my co-host Julian couldn't make it to today's episode, so I'll be running this one solo. This week, we had a Nintendo Direct. I think that everyone kind of heard the news about it, not because of the games, but because of the Mario movie that is apparently being created by Nintendo. And the cast is actually just something, you know, it seems like a lot of people that you wouldn't expect to see in a Mario movie. It's Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, Anya Taylor, Joy Princess Peach, Jack Black as Bowser, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, and Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. This is like an Avengers lineup, like cast. But we got it for the Mario movie. Apparently, the movie's coming out next year. Pre-ordered tickets. I I don't know. It's weird to me. It's weird to me because I just think of this as like I'm so used to these characters not having voices. Like I'm used to them have or having dialogue, is what I should say. So it's odd to me the idea that I'll be maybe in the future associating the voice of Chris Pratt with Mario and you know seth rogan with donkey kong it's just an odd idea and i don't know if i'm if i'll watch the movie because of it it's it's something that it's off-putting to think about is what i'd say and then some of the games that were talked about in nintendo direct were actually you know some of them seemed very interesting to me we had the metroid dread maybe we've talked about it a few weeks in this podcast it looks fucking amazing that's all i'll say october 8th apparently is the release date so Probably in like two episodes or now, I'll probably have bought it to some degree and played a little bit. Then I'll give my impression, my actual impressions of the game. Because right now I'm just really in the, the hype phase. And then there was Voice of Cards. Voice of Cards was is a Square Enix RPG, but the interesting thing about it is it has Yoko Taro as the director who created the, or who is director of the Nier and Dragon Guard franchise. Keiichi Okabe, which again, near Drakengard, he's the composer for all the music. Anyone who kind of follows my social media presence, I love his music. So I immediately had to go go f- for this. And then there's also the Drakengard character designer, I believe is the third person within that staff that I remembered noticing. And so I'm, I'm, I'm expecting great things. I haven't played it. It's a card RPG. So I'm very curious on how much it's like Hearthstone, Shadowverse, you know, those kinds of games. But if those people are involved, then I'm I'm probably going to buy it. I'm expecting some good things from it. I'm if anything, I got some new music to listen to, regardless of how the game is, but I'm 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 hopeful. And then there's some other games that got announced, Splatoon 3 which people were hyped about. I haven't played Splatoon 1 or 2, so I have no experience on the matter. Bayonetta 3, same story. People were hyped, but I haven't played Bayonetta 1 or 2, so I can't really join in on that hype. And then, there was actually a Kirby RPG. That was actually it. There was a Kirby RPG that looked enjoyable. It gave me kind of a mix of like... Strangely enough, like near atmosphere, like the deserted city, or near Automata's deserted city, or city ruins, but then with the open or the open world perspective, it took reminded me of Super Mario Odyssey. 
so, you know, a Kirby RPG. I actually haven't played a Kirby game since GameCube, I think. It was Kirby's Air, Air Ride Joy or something along those lines. It was just a game to play with cousins. It was a didn't really have a story to it, so it's gonna be a big thing for me trying to figure out how to. Uh, I don't know. I've never played. I never got into playing Kirby games. I have some friends who are really into them, and then, but for me, it was mostly Legend of Zelda, and yeah, out of the the Nintendo franchises, Zelda was the one that I think I stuck with the most. I played a bit of Samus, a bit of Mario, not really any of Kirby, but Zelda's the one that I kind of just played a lot. And then we also had, oh yeah, the Chocobo Grand Prix racing game, which I thought was a meme. I don't know, Square, I don't think that one's going to do too well. Personally? I don't know how I feel about this one. I feel like there's a lot of racing games as of recent in terms of historical franchises. Mario always has one, but you know, Mario Mario Kart is just like a staple. It's something that when you get a console, it's one of the ones you would try to get at all costs. Mario Kart and Mario Party. I don't know why. Th those are the two. And if you don't have those, then it's tough. But like those ones are actual just, you know, you could have people over and just play them for fun. Those are like staples. But then there's also like a, in terms of racing games as a recent, there was a Sonic one. There was a, oh, I'm blanking on it. Was it PlayStation Racing? I think there was PlayStation All-Stars Racing, something along those lines of just a whole bunch of PlayStation characters. And then we have a specifically Square Enix Chocobo Racing, which is just a Final Fantasy character, or it's the birds that uh, you f you ride on. If anyone who hasn't played or doesn't know what a Chocobo is, so it's a very f small niche, I would say. And I don't know. I'll be honest. Actually, the biggest thing is I don't know the audience for this one because, in my opinion, Chocobos are. Uh, their design is cute. That's all I'll say. It's a cute design. And, but the thing is, for most of the people who know what the character is, they are Final Fantasy fans. And the thing is, most of the Final Fantasy fans are a bit older in age, I would say a bit, or now. Probably late, like late 18 to early, honestly, go anywhere to like 40s, 50s. When I think of racing games, I think of, you know, for the family. And typically the people buying the games are on the younger side. So, you know, you'd expect, I don't see a kid going up and saying, I want this game. Instead, if you'd have a family who are, and then if you were to have a family who were to get a game, of course, the family's going to choose Mario Kart over a, what I would say is a B-rated title. Like, no one's gonna, if you had the option between the two and they're roughly at the same price, I don't know how many people are gonna lean over towards the Chocobo Grand Prix racing game over Mario Kart 8 or 9 or whatever the hell is in the future. So it's just an odd one to me. It's, it's an odd one.
If anything, they could have done. Could have done music. Honestly, there's so many people who talk about Final Fantasy's music. You have like thirty-ish games probably of material. You guys kind of made a music game, rock band, Final Fantasy version. I'd like to see it. That's all I'll say. Then we had oh Triangle Strategy. That was the other one. Another Square Enix game. Square Enix apparently allocated. 15 of the 30 35 minutes of this nintendo direct they they put money into this nintendo direct because they had the voice of cards chocobo grand prix racing and triangle strategy triangle strategy is a strategy rpg very similar to fire emblem three house or fire emblem in general is a series but fire emblem three houses and XCOM, where it's a grid type um grid type tactics game that's the best way to describe it basically you know you stand on a spot people are x spots away you can maybe attack them based off the range of your weapons or magic etc i gotta stop saying etc actually now i think about it i always use it as like a uh, throwaways to get me off of a topic but basically you know if you played fire Emblem three houses you might be interested in this game. If you played XCOM, you might be interested in this game. I'm gonna gear that it's more in the middle of those two games, because I'd say Fire Emblem Three Houses is less about... There's some people who genuinely love the combat system, but most of... I'll be honest, most of the people I see who talk about Fire Emblem as of recent are talking about it because of the characters, and then people who play XCOM are on the complete other side, where no one gives a shit about the, the characters or the story. You just want a freaking challenge. You are a borderline masochist who just, you know, is in there for the pain of playing XCOM. I've played XCOM. I, uh, I, I regret it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was, it's fun. It's just very difficult. Something I would never say someone to challenge on the hardest difficulty. Play, it's one of the few games I'd actually say play on the easiest difficulty for the first playthrough. Because that game is just difficult for no damn reason. Actually good reason but you'll never get a challenge like that on a fire emblem game so i'm expecting this game called triangle strategy to be somewhere in the middle of that where it's a certain amount of it is due to the characters and their like abilities but then i would hope that the overall mechanics and story and the challenge is all is there from an XCOM game but we'll see it's just in the announcement stage or they had a brief trailer and it gives me like Final Fantasy Tactics kind of um, graphic design of the 2D pixels or 2D pixel art. And then, oh, the last piece of news that I remember seeing was a Nintendo is also releasing a new membership service plan, which I thought was interesting. Makes sense because honestly, they've been adding a lot of stuff to the the nintendo membership so there's a point where the price couldn't keep up especially if they overhauled old games because the big announcement for this one was that they are adding nintendo 64 games to switch online and sega genesis games to switch online but that those are both behind the new service plan that it's under so now there's going to be two levels to it 
There's the base one, which will give you online capabilities, SNES and NES games, I believe. And then this newer plan is going to also include Nintendo 64 games. I saw Star Fox, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, and Sega Genesis games like Sonic and I think Castle Castlevania. I could be wrong. Oh, no, was it Castlevania or is it Contra? Contra, one of the Contras and one of the Castlevanias. But two levels, they didn't say anything about pricing on the new one because it does seem like a, it'd be fun. If, if anything, it seems like something that you would, if there's a game you really want to play on 64, you'd upgrade your plan for maybe like one month or two and then switch back to your old plan. It's a good idea. And then there's always going to be the people who want to keep staying on the new membership plan. It all depends on how the new price or the price difference between the current two plans are. And that's getting released in like, late next month in October. So we'll see how it goes. See what really there is. I'll be honest, a lot of stuff's coming out soon. October and like the end uh well end of the year of course always sees a lot of stuff in December and so but specifically October I'm seeing a lot of like releases and a lot of hype being built around things. I don't know if it's actually is October. One of the things I was going to mention was I'm really excited for SMT5 for Shin Megami Tensei 5. So I need to save up some money for that one. I need to actually finish Persona 5 Royal soon so that I can be prepared for some new games. I need to finish Amori. Ugh, there's a lot of games I want to play. But that was, I think that was it for the... Nintendo Direct. There was a lot of news, so I had to kind of just bullet it all so I can remember some of it. We also saw a Demon Slayer Season 2 release date. It's apparently Sunday, December 5th, and it's going to cover the um, the District Arc. And I'm really excited. One of the interesting things that they mentioned is that they're actually turning the movie... The train movie that uh, was in theaters into a six episode that is going to be, or six episode, I don't know if it's weird, it'd be weird to say series, but basically it's a six episodes that are going to basically recover or cover over all the scenes in the movie. But then also there's apparently like 20 minutes of extra film. I don't know if they're, it's probably all split up within certain parts, but. I think it's supposed to be a the six weeks prior to December 5th of the season two announce or release. It's supposed to build up towards that, which actually is a pretty, pretty fun thing. If you already have, you know, the movie content out there for a while and you could add like 15, 20 minutes. I'm very curious on where they added the 20 minutes, though, because now I'm thinking about it. It does pretty good job on or maybe it's a transitionary period between the two uh, between the movie and the where the season two is going to start oh man i need to reread demon slayer uh, it's been a long time but season two should be good you photo you i believe it's the company name should handle it oh, oh that was a funny thing that i saw you um I don't know if it's their CEO, manager, one of the high rankers within the company. I forget if we mentioned it on a previous episode, but he was get, found guilty of tax evasion. 
And then recently, like last week or so, he came out with a statement saying that he didn't know his tax evasion would have an impact on the company. <laughs> I just found that to be funny. It's like, you as a high ranker within the company don't think your actions have any impact on the company that like you're working for? It's just like a complete, you know, complete disregard for the people who are working under him. And, you know, tax evasion. Don't do it, kids. And then... Uh, I think that was it for news. There wasn't too much anime news this week. Gaming news mostly covered on that Nintendo Direct. I think that there was something regarding... Oh, no, we talked about Delta Room last week, so there's nothing regarding that. But there was something that came came in f- to the mail for me today, which I'm, I guess I'll just close off this, this episode with a, you know, a show and tell. So... I mentioned it weeks back that I got a vinyl set for a new replicant, the 10 plus one year LP or vinyl LP box. I hope to show them off a little bit. Let's see if I can get it clean. This is the inside cover of Shadow Lord and Yona. And the funny thing is about these, this vinyl or these four vinyls are that... (laughs) They're basic, it's basically just four songs, but different versions of it. So, like, I hate that I'm having to show them off on the other side because all my stuffs, or all of them are on my left side, but more camera space on the right side. This is The Devil and Popola, and then there's like eight versions of the song, mostly because a bunch of different arrangements, some of them classical, some of them from different album versions. There's a mandolin ensemble version, which sounds fancy, but I don't know what the hell it is. And then there's like six versions within the game. So that was the Devil of Popola one. There was the Emil one, which I believe this one is. Yeah, Emil, Karma, Sacrifice, Piano version, Recorder Ensemble. And so I'm going to have to get some new vinyl frames because... That's one of the things I like to do is get them into frames and put them up on my wall. The Kine version that has, yeah, all eight. I think the unique one of this one was the Oboe, Oboe, is that how it's pronounced? And Bassoon Ensemble version. And then there was finally the Near, which has actually two tracks. It's a mix of snow and summer and shadow lord and yeah this one has a sax ensemble so there's eight songs or not eight songs there's pretty much eight versions of each song on each, on every vinyl and i think that that's all i'm going to be listening to after this episode i have to take this into post and then cut down on some of the episode because Oh my god, I cannot start start off episodes. I don't know how Julian does it. I I get so nervous starting off an episode for no damn reason. It's tough. It's tough on me. But while I was going through my near vinyl, I I remembered I got the uh, Persona Five Royal vinyl. I didn't know that these things are dual sided, so it has a. I didn't know also it's trifolds because this thing is actually quite large and it has the old calendar from Persona. If you if you play the game, you'd know what it's like. Each one of these vinyls are, you know, on a gold design, and both of them have a side that is 
one version being their day-to-day look, and then the other side being their um, Phantom Thieves look. I don't know. I just thought they were cool. About like seven, seven or so vinyls I need to get frames for. Because I have two near ones and two celeste ones. And Jesus Christ, I don't know if I have enough wall room. I'm going to have to take down some posters if I get some enough frames. Oh, and then there was another vinyl that I just saw that I missed. It was the... I was, I was so irritated when I saw it because... I'm a big fan of the Valhalla soundtrack. It's or it's Valhalla um, Cyberpunk Bartender is like the full name of the game. And has a really good OST by Garoad. I don't know how it's pronounced. Never knew how it's pronounced. And it's on Spotify, so I've li- I've listened to it a bunch. I've been trying to find that vinyl for probably about a year and a half seeing if it goes on sale or anything and apparently in like june there was a there wasn't a restock because i have myself set up for email notifications to be reminded but apparently in june it wasn't a restock they released a five-year anniversary of the release so they released a new product that had all new cover arts all new designs and I freaking missed it. So I'm really bummed about that. It was it sold for like a hundred. So immediate, I like found this out like 30 minutes before I started recording this. And now they're reselling for like 280, 300. And I don't have that kind of money. So once again, I'm on the, uh, the lookout for some this vinyl. Because it also didn't just have the original OST. It also had the OST towards the prequel game and also the B-sides that they released. or like They were called special tracks. And there's some really good special tracks that I remember being in there. So the fact that I missed that, eh, it hurts. It hurts. I don't know how I missed that one because I'm normally pretty good on keeping up with the games that I like, like their releases and everything. So... I have to figure out if either that thing's ever going to get restocked or if I'll have to figure out if I'll, or, you know, I don't want to spend 300. I don't have, I don't have money to spend 300, but they're just so nice. The OST is so nice. And then the, the cover arts on all these, beautiful, beautiful, very simplistic. It's just very, why don't I have him? Why did I not notice? Uh, I have to follow some more people on Twitter, apparently, is what I have to do. Because these kinds of things shouldn't be happening. And tomorrow, I have to wake up early. I have to wake up early, try to get some... Uh, some Jordan 1 mids. Because they are a nice, like... A very nice brown color that remind me of the first pair of shoes that like I wanted when I first started getting buying shoes, but I was unable to get, they were the Air Jordan one mid Milan's. And I spent like two, three weeks prior, just trying to figure out everything about them before the release. And the day before I realized these are only an EU exclusive release. So I'm unable to get them. 
And I remember right when they dropped, I started checking reselling sites. And, you know, they went from, I think they were 120 on um, at retail and checking. And, you know, they went up to 170. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll wait a little bit and see if they drop any lower. And the, the moment I made that decision, I screwed myself. I should have just full sent it. 50 bucks for that, for those shoes. Because then, like, later that day or is the next morning, I checked. It went up to, like, 300 And I was like, oh, it's over for me. I'm not paying 300 for these shoes. And I think now they hover at, like, 450 or 520 is roughly what my size stays about. So, you know, I'm trying to get these shoes tomorrow. They're not as beautiful as the mid Milans, but they are a very nice looking shoe. So, you know, got to try my best and, you know, hopefully get the drop. We'll see how it goes. I know some people aren't crazy on mids, but, you know, people will resell them. So there's always going to be that competition on drops. Oh, man, drops are... People need to stop on this shit. Graphics cards, shoes, anything that has, that's limited, limited edition, it's just so hard to get right now. Actually, it's been hard to get for a while, but we'll keep trying. And one of the things, I guess, I'll just close off this episode. Got my PS Five out of the storage shed. I actually got locked out of my house earlier today trying to get this thing. Uh, so I'm going to probably play Persona 5 Royal. I also have no window shade, so it's getting actually kind of hot in my room. I do, um, or no window screen. I do take it down to sneak back into my room. Because I got locked outside because everyone in my, in the 10 minutes I was gone in the shed, I guess everyone left and decided to lock all the doors. So luckily i kept my window open and gave me a means to get back inside of the house because i didn't have my phone my keys anything and took a nap for like 20 minutes because i thought someone was going to be here or like come back didn't really happen so i just made the the executive decision to just take down my window screen so i'm gonna have to either put it back in that way which had some problems prior or i'll just get a um one of the uh a roll of mesh screen and then put it up there as a replacement main problem is i just want to be able to have my window open without bugs getting inside the room got to keep the cleanliness of this house but we're going to, we're getting a little off track i think that you could probably call it for today's episode about 30 or so minutes uh episode 22 virtually lost i hopefully episode 23 we can get things back into order hopefully i can get my 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 vinyls or hopefully i can get my shoes the vinyl I, I pretty much have to give up on unless i'm like rolling in money or unless there's a restock that i mean that vinyl itself dropped at 100 so yeah it'll be it'll be tough to get if unless i want to pay someone 300 <sighs> sad Oh yeah, that was some of the stuff in October. Hypeland's releasing some stuff. There were three collabs I remember seeing. I believe it was Zatch Bell, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Yu Yu Hakusho. I finished Yu Yu Hakusho. Amazing. One of my favorites animes. So that's... I'm going for that collab. 
I hope to get probably uh, actually I was gonna say I was hoping to get something Hie or Yusuke related, but I like the whole cast and you know depends on what's actually being dropped because I think I I like all the characters enough to where it's mostly about probably how the design or the the actual um, article of clothing it is is what matters most to me right now. But yeah, and then I also got a. I also pre-ordered, not pre-ordered, I ordered a flag. I don't know if you could tell, because the way it's recorded, I only see a squared version rather than the full rectangle 10, or 1920 by 1080. There used to be a Sailor Moon flag above my bed. However, I took it down, and I am actually getting a Show one, so I'll hopefully have that one up by next week. I think that covers it for today's episode. We will be back with episode 23 of the Virtual Loss Podcast. See you next week. Bye.